0: morning everybody. I have been wanting to share a little bit about what's been happening since my last entry around being at capacity. So some interesting kind of subtle changes have been occurring since facing my fear around uh, talking to my friend and sharing my feelings with her, and yeah, I just wanted to talk about them, both to kind of make sense of them for myself and to share the more the, the subtleties, you know, of this work, because I feel that you know there is this like big, there's the big confrontation. You know, working up to that, but there's also, there's just so much that goes on in the lead up, in the ebb and flow, so, you know, the ebb was my capacity for confrontation receding, and I, you know, thought that perhaps there would be a period in which I wasn't like drawn to the work of confronting my deepest fear. And in that space, I kind of set up some more structure for myself because I knew that I was going to have to have a little bit more support in order to to do this. And you know, I made this commitment and I am going to be (laughs) continuing to do this. So um, two things. I signed up for three somatic sessions with this practitioner, Emily Snyder, who I think is just super amazing. And then I also signed up for this 10-week course on... It's like a combination between nonviolent communication and authentic relating that Lindsay Harrington is offering. And I signed up for that to really get some more just communication tools. Ever since I took an authentic relating circling class, I really felt much more equipped to be in that kind of challenging space of triggers and assumptions and you know that gave me a lot of tools so I wanted yeah I wanted to go deeper there to have more tools to just have these conversations um okay so I did that and then I last week I felt incredibly productive I offered this workshop on cultivating safety in the body, and it was my first like super public and free workshop. I've done others, but I always charged a little bit and the idea of doing a free workshop it was really to just like reach as many people as possible and share this work with as many people as possible and often after I have like a big output, I, ha- I crash, but that didn't happen, and I felt like I was really able to take the week in stride and balance client sessions and um, this, this workshop, the preparations for it, the follow-ups. Uh, And I wasn't really triggered by anything that happened. But then, as the weekend started coming around, I started noticing some anger. And it didn't really feel like it was in direct response to anything. I just felt up feeling angry. I went to bed feeling angry. I... And I kind of liked my anger, like I didn't really want to burn it off. I didn't want to get rid of it. So I didn't move it through my body because I was just really enjoying the sensation of anger and I was enjoying the power I felt it was giving me to share my opinion and I think that one of the really scary things about sharing my opinion is that I open myself up to being wrong, right? So like, I'll give you an example. This is something that I have had feelings about for, like since I started noticing it, but there's this reserve, this animal reserve near our cabin at the beach. And they mostly what they're known for doing is bringing turtle eggs into this hatchery, and then the the turtles hatch and then they release them into the water. but they also do they they're a home for biologists from around the world to come and through this reserve do their research, so you know there are people doing. Like catching fish and measuring fish, and there are people catching baby crocodiles and measuring them, and there are people bringing hurt animals, and then they take the animals for rehabilitation. And I've always wanted to question their methods since I've kind of started engaging them, and I think I just have this personally. I have this. Extreme skepticism about taking animals out of their habitat. And I feel this strongly in my body. And I know that there's obviously this other side of the argument because, you know, tons of people are dedicated to doing this. And expressing my opinion about the reserve is real and like how I feel about it, it really opens me up to criticism, right? And to being wrong. And I think that 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 element is, is really scary for me. And so it just seems easier to keep my opinions to myself or to share them with, like, my partner or close friends. And that feels much safer. But this anger has really wanted me to express my opinions more broadly and open myself up to being wrong and being schooled. And, um, which doesn't mean that my feelings are any less valid, right? Like both truths can exist. And I think that that is one of the big lessons of my anger, like not Collapsing what I feel to be true for what I know others believe to be true. So that feels really big. Another way this showed up is this is such a funny thing, and I haven't I'm it's very raw, I haven't fully sorted it out. But there's a part of me that really wants to. Stop pretending that I like people, certain people. So there's this... What comes to mind here is a discussion from this book, An Undefended Self, which is... In in this book, they talk about the different masks that we wear. And one of the masks is this mask of spirituality, or the spiritual mask. And the spiritual mask is like the mask of seemingly seemingly constant serenity, seeming acceptance and tranquility. And the idea of the mask is that it is like we wear the mask because it is something we aspire to be, but it's a mask because it denies our lower self like, our, our, our Scorpio ways of, of being as well. And so I've been noticing how I have this, this spiritual spiritual mask, serenity mask, in regards to some people. And I think it really shows up as like, or what it, it's been showing up for me as friends of friends like feeling like I need to like a friend of a friend because my friend likes them. And I've tried really hard with a bunch of people. I found myself, I was, I was sitting at the cafe, I was doing work, and a friend of a friend came by um, to order food to go. And I invited them to sit with me while they waited for their food to be picked up. And I've always found my opinion about this person. I've always found them to be inconsiderate and self-absorbed and uninterested in, in engaging with me. And it's like... It's something I've taken as like a personal challenge. I wonder if anybody else can relate to this. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to charm the shit out of this person. You know, I'm going to like put it on thick. I'm going to make all my jokes. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to, you know, share, share, all, share the good stuff with them and make them like me because my friend likes them. And after this interaction with this person, I, well, I was first like directly triggered by a few things that they said. But then I felt like this this creeping anger that kind of crept up my back and around the top of my head, I was driving home and I'm like, I do not like that person. And it feels like, an admission of a humanity that I like um, would say such a thing and it feels really base it feels really below me to not like a person because I have this idea that we're all connected, we're all mirrors of one another, you know, and the the more healing I do, the more I can just approach each person with compassion, compassion for their wounds, for their history. But that's really just denied my reality, which is that I don't like this person. And there are few people that I don't like. And... I really believe that this anger is about not pretending. And I think too, it's like, it's okay to. What the anger feels like it wants me to know is it's okay to not like someone. That doesn't. By admitting your truth, that doesn't mean it's like an absolute truth that won't ever evolve or change but the truth needs to be accepted and it wants presence it wants it wants room and then on the other side as soon as the truth is is spoken then you know there's this this fear of abandonment that comes with as well like if I articulate this truth in any scenario will Will my friend, the mutual friend, abandon me because I, you know, don't like their friend, right? Will I push this friend away? So it brings up a lot to be in the truth of not liking someone or something. And I feel in my body as I... I'm recording this podcast not podcast sorry that's another thing I'm doing Um, as I record this audio diary I feel a lot of contraction and pulling in of my energy like my energy moving from my skin into my bones and it feels really really sticky and really tough and but also like a very necessary falling away. Like there's this kind of way in which I can and have made myself into a chameleon. And that was a defense mechanism from a very, very young age. I was, as a child, very young, I was put in environments where I was always the odd one out. In my my school, when I was a little girl, I was the one of the only kids that lived in the city, and everyone else lived in the county. My parents sent me to a camp where I was the only Jewish kid in the whole camp. I think there was one other Jewish kid, and I actually have encountered her in LA which is hilarious and then in high school I was one of the only white kids and so I've always been in these kind of really extreme minority situations and I think one of the things it's caused for me is, is this chameleon and it's a beautiful part of who I am one of my personalities is that I can really adapt to any situation I'm in, which is why it's so easy for me to travel and, oh, you know, be in different environments. but there's something too that I'm noticing more and more. There's something that gets lost some part of some part of myself in the chameleon way of being where i have hid my own truth my own feelings and i feel it was super super present in the inner harbor when i was working at the inner harbor project you know i would sit with these business executives and listen to them say marginally racist things about black Baltimore black teenagers, and I would like take it in and digest it, and then like feel into where I could intervene. But I, but I never, you know, I was like, I would like win them with like sweetness and charm. I would never be like, hey, <laughs> this is my truth. What you're saying is racist. And You know, I never, I never just expressed my, I don't like that. I do not like that. I really wanted to be everyone's friend, to be accepted by everyone. And I thought that was the way to build bridges and build connections and And maybe it is, you know, I'm not saying that there's, that this current truth that I'm working with, what's the word, delegitimizes other truths. But I do feel that what I'm working with now, this anger, this power around telling people what I like and what I don't like, and who I like and who I don't like, it feels just like a very important step for me to grow. To know that I have a sense of self that is open to evolve and adapt, but is is going to be present no matter what situation or scenario I'm in, that I'm not collapsing or conforming to make someone like me. It feels like a very, 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 very important piece too for what I'm building in my work. You know, as in in one-on-one sessions and group work to to really be able to ground in my own sense of self my own feelings of what's right and wrong to me which isn't to say that I'm intractable in fact the opposite I think it opens me up for greater evolution (sighs) that's that